Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we're broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, if you are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Keep up with us. Stay tuned. Don't jump in and leave right back out. All right. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at Radio Islam USA. And also, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. So if you miss the broadcast on the radio, you can always go back wherever you get yours at. So if that's Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Look for us once again at Radio Islam USA. Real simple. All right, folks. We, um, we've got a good, a good conversation especially for you Chicago folks, for our Chicago listeners. Um, as you all know, we've got, what, like 15 people in the upcoming mayoral race, right? So I think what our conversation tonight is going to be definitely, definitely geared towards, uh, towards that and uh, taking that into consideration. So joining us in studio, we have Nikita Brar. She is the founding executive director of Chicago United for Equity. Uh, she began her career in direct service, spending five years as an investigator with the D.C. Public Defender's Office, later as a teacher and dean. Man, shout out, shout out. Uh, in Title I schools, she currently serves on the local school council at National Teachers Academy, a level one school, school, school serving a majority black, majority low-income student population. She, co- she co-founded Q, which is, uh, I think I just said it, <laughs> Chicago United for Equity, uh, along with LSC President Elizabeth Greer. And they worked together to organize parents, students, and a larger citywide coalition to fight this school closing. Welcome to Radio Islam, Nikita. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So you've got a pretty big, um, a pretty big mission. Uh, and I had a, had an opportunity to look at the, the website and uh, one thing that just jumped right out, which was to, uh, to bring about some racial uh, equity uh, in a city that is known for its separation, known for its segregation, which masks as a city of neighborhoods, right? code uh, for segrega- uh, segregation, which often brings with it inequality, inequity. So could you tell us a bit about um, about um, Chicago United for Equity and how it how it br- how it's going to bring about racial equity? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I think uh, is first of all, it's not often that people actually start with like this is how they got started was over at the school, right? And I like that because it really, we do this work. If you do this kind of work, you do this work because of yourself. You do it for your family. You do it for community, right? Right. And for me, um, this work started, uh, doing racial equity work started many years ago Mm -hmm. in my career. But in Chicago, really started with a, a clear sense of this is about race and this is about what we all deserve. Um, that started really when I was working on the local school council at National Teachers Academy. We learned that uh, CPS had the intention of closing the high-performing school in order to turn it into what they were calling a diverse uh, neighborhood high school, right? And so you clearly have to understand the context was they were trying to avoid people going to a majority black, majority low-income high school, Phillips High School, mm-hmm. and instead 
instead say, look, we're, we're about diversity. We're about good things. We're just going to separate this community and send them to their own high school, which is really modern day segregation. That's right. what it is. So uh, when we started doing this work, we realized pretty quickly, look, we cannot fight these kinds of huge issues by just tackling one school closing at a time. We can't even fight it by f- talking just about our school system. This is really embedded in in where our money flows in our neighborhoods, just like you mentioned, right? It goes to um, how people are elected into office, what powers they have, and all of these other systems of dysfunction that are uniquely Chicago. Right? Right. <laughs> that's, like right. the, that's what we call the Chicago way. So what we're really here to do as an organization is to tackle institutional and structural racism. Um, so we do work with people that are really trying to tackle implicit bias and things that are going on at the personal level, individual level. But we are talking about the ways in which our government is set up and institutions other than government to reiterate um, and reinstitutionalize a separation and basically a power structure that's set by race. Mm. You know, that uh, that inequity, the inequality, uh, we see it most often in terms of uh, education. Yeah. And uh, that being said, and I go back to coming up for this mayoral uh, race, we've got a really crowded field. And one of the questions that I've asked each of the folks, I think we've talked to three of the people that have, that have put their hat in the ring so far, and one of the questions we ask is, uh, where do you stand on an elected school board? Mm-hmm. And if you could uh, give us your uh, your take on how that particular body impacts that uh, disparity. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one thing to note is sort of I come from a policy background, so I look at like, well, what are other places doing? And right. is it better? Is it worse? How could we learn? Right. So one thing to note is that Chicago is the only school district in the state of Illinois that does not have an elected school board. Um, it's also the most, um, you know, it, it's known for and notorious for uh, sort of being a much more racially diverse district than the majority of districts around our state. So when you look at that, that in and of itself is a inequity. The belief that, you know what, we believe all these other school districts can govern themselves, but you, Chicago, we don't trust you to handle it, right? right? Like, why don't you trust us to handle that? So that's on one level, right? But the next level is then we look at, so where do we see elected school boards and are things functioning better? And the thing is, it's a mixed bag. If you elect a school board, but you don't have in place other structural pieces with it, like fin- campaign finance reform, yeah. having like a really strong system, right, to vet uh, when special interests take over, we will be able to say we're one step closer to a real democracy, but we'll still face the same challenges that everyone else is facing. Now, I still believe that's better than um, having a school system where we're saying, look, we don't trust you at all to govern yourselves, right? Uh, That's just about the most insulting thing as (laughs) you can imagine in democracy. Yeah. Now, um, I I think there's a tendency to try to gear gear away from mentioning race, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I don't really understand it. Uh, I think some folks think that if you don't mention it, it it doesn't exist. It's not a factor. But we know uh, after education, we can look at policing mm-hmm. uh, and how this is a uh, a clear marker of how um, of how resources can be uh, expended and contribute to the marginalization or oppression of a community. So if you if you're putting all of your 85 percent of your resources in low income uh, black and brown communities. Uh, then that's where you're going to make your arrest at. Um, in this coalition that you all are building, is that something that is uh, is is that high up on the the list of, of things that you're talking about and and, and addressing? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, so one thing that we're really doing in this upcoming municipal election is recognizing, like, first of all, we have to completely reimagine how Chicago works. Yeah. Um, and so part of the campaign is it's called the uh, Reimagine Chicago campaign. Okay. And if you go on Twitter or social media, like it's we're really trying to take pictures of and invite people to share their stories of what part of Chicago they would like to reimagine. And it's kind of almost tongue in cheek, a play on this idea of reimagine Chicago the way that uh, our previous administration did, right? Mm -hmm. They took their reimagination, but um, we believe that the power of imagination should really be in the power in the hands of the people who are most impacted by the changes that come. And so our community folks getting a chance to say, no, I'm going to reimagine safety. I'm going to reimagine that if 40% of our budget as a city is on policing, if one day of policing is equivalent to a million and a half dollars, right? Um, That Yet we're able to take actions like build community health clinics, um, like on the west side, we've got the North Lawndale um, uh, Restorative Justice Community Court, right? That started as a pilot program with $200,000 for two years. Hmm. That's, I mean, just to think, right, that we could actually, we could have safety on our terms in more humane ways that resulted not just people who are directly impacted, including the, you know, folks who are Uh, offending and folks that are being victimized in that, but also people that are in the community being able to say, you know what, I trust this safety system. I trust that our community is taking care of this in a humane way. That is what we really need to get to in order to build a government and a community that believes that Chicago is functioning the way it should. Hmm. Now, I I mentioned that um, when I first looked at the um, I looked at this this idea of reimagining Chicago and I thought to myself, you know, town hall meets think tank right <laughs> and uh and i think that's wonderful and but when it especially when we think about how many people have been uh jaded by the current uh by the current system and then they feel that they, their voice really doesn't carry any weight and that there's not an outcome if they do put way that you know put their two cents in so could you talk a bit about how uh, what's this process of of bringing in the community and and getting their input and then uh, transferring that into actual um, into actual policy change, uh, you know, really putting some rubber on the ground. Yeah, so these are the questions that keep me up at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you're asking them. Um, so I'll say, you know, back in March, uh, organizers sat me down and said, Nikita, you know, I'm doing this work on the northwest side around housing and trying to bring in more affordable housing and change people's hearts and minds, right? But it would be really helpful if we had some real um, – facts and some ability to like hold people accountable to those facts and so i was like yeah you know let me let me think about that let me think on like what could we do and so we started having conversations with journalists and academics and researchers and more community groups and grassroots organizers like just everybody that we could who cares about public accountability and building a stronger chicago and is doing that in like kind of a full-time way and we what we ended up with was to say look we need to have a system that doesn't just give people a voter guide right yeah. and say these are all your candidates this is what they're this is where they stand on things but most of the time when those voter guides are created um the problem is that the people who wrote the voter guide decide what issue you should care about and not yes right yes. and so and that becomes it's actually reiterating power 
-hmm. and the power structure that exists. And so we said, well, how do we do this in a way that changes the frame on who actually has the power to set the conversation? So what we ended up with was something called the Vote Equity Project. And it's part of the Reimagine Chicago campaign, which is much bigger than just this. But this part is specifically on how do we bring the voices of everyday people in defining the exact policies, structural changes that uh, we should be holding these new elected officials accountable to once they get into office. So what it starts with is right now you go to our website, uh, you can plug in hey, this is my big idea. This is how I think we need to reshape our government for mm -hmm. racial equity. You know, um, I need elected school board or I, I want to see a campaign finance reform in this way, right? Whatever those ideas are, you plug them in. Uh, we run those ideas into a into basically a ballot, and that ballot then is uh, disseminated to everyday individuals who want to have parties with their, you know, 10 people on my block or uh, my church, my mosque, uh, just any other community group that you're plugged into, any part of your community, right? You get trained, you get 50 bucks to support it, and you go out and you actually collect these ballots. You have to promise me you have at least 10 people at your party, okay. right? <laughs> you have to be able to turn some people right. out. Um, and you actually sit down and you have a conversation. You say not just like, okay, these are the ideas, but hey, what's your story? How did you feel the impact of this problem in your in your life, right? And then once we sit down, we have those conversations, then we vote, um, and then we return those ballots. And ultimately what we do with that is those ballots that come in, we tally up what the most popular ideas are, and from there we create the voter guide. And not only is it a voter guide before the election, right, telling everybody, okay, look, these are the top ten things that you thought were really problematic in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And by the way, here's where all the candidates stand on those things. What we also will do is after the election, that's how we as an organization will be holding whoever gets elected accountable. So we will continue to push every quarter, every year, right, hey, mayor, hey, council, this is what the people of Chicago told you they wanted. Where are you at? That's awesome. That is definitely reimagining uh, the formation of political agendas. Because uh, I mean, my frustration is always whenever I hear people talk about, I hear uh, uh, candidates get up and they say, these are the agendas, or they go through their talking points. Oh, right. And I'm wondering, like, I'm sorry, why are you talking about these, these two or three things? And you've left off nine or ten things that are, are, are germane to my personal uh, experience in Chicago. So this really does put it put the power back in the hands of the people. And I imagine um, that the more participation, the stronger, the stronger it is. Uh, how long did it I mean, was this was, did, did this uh, seem to be just a simple? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, uh, <laughs> because it, it sounds it sounds simple. Mm. Right. It yeah. sounds easy. Just go ahead and just have everybody get together and do this. But no, that's. Yeah, that, that's yeah. I'm sitting here. My wheels are spinning. Um, how long did it take to come up with that? Since March. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and the reason why is because um, we've got you know we've got a, a hundred community organizations that are supporting this work also. So that takes a long time. And so our uh, one of our key partners on the coordinating council is Grassroots Collaborative, and they've really done the work of putting together and bringing these you know, leaders of these community groups together. Um, and so, uh, you know, mad shout out to them. They have been doing the really hard work of pulling together that coalition and basically being able to say, these are the campaigns people have been running, right? Like, right. here's the campaign for a community benefits agreement off the Obama presidential library, right? That speaks to a structural reform. Right. Like, what would it look like 
like for us to actually expect that when developers come in and say, hey, we want to build up part of the city, that we actually say, great, tell us what you're going to do for our people. Right. Um, and you see that happening as a national conversation. So I, th- I think for your listeners that are out there, they're like, Chicago politics is interesting, but how does this relate to me? You know, this is a conversation that every single community in Chicago, in the state of Illinois, and in the country should be having. How do we, as the people, as out, who far outnumber special interests, how do we actually bring our power together to be able to hold accountable those who have much more money? All right. Yeah, and, and to thank um, uh, Radio Sound Family for those who are in the area. If you're in the, um, the Woodlawn area, uh, you know uh, the, the Presidential Library is going up right across from from my high school alma mater. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Hyde Park. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that comes about in these community partnership uh, agreements is, you know, if it's construction going on, then you've got to hire from within the community, uh, and this is important for those. I mean, I know. I'm uh, I'm a journeyman iron worker by trade, so mm. I know there have been plenty of projects I've been on where there have been people who are driving two hours to come to work uh, in in the community in the city, where you have folks who are living five minutes away mm. and they're sitting at home, right? So this idea of community partnerships and engaging uh, economic develop development, this is that's 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 critical. That's critical. So do you see this as this type of uh, paradigm changing the way uh, communities engage government moving forward and something that other municipalities, other communities could look at and say that we want to model, we want to follow this model because Chicago is a trendsetter. <laughs> Chicago is a trendsetter, but uh, we're really just focused right now on doing this one well, okay. right? Um, just doing a really good job on this. And so, you know, what I'm working my my time on is basically just getting everyday people, the, the sort of unorganized organizers, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. you know, they're, uh, I know them. Uh, in my in my neighborhood, my family, and my community, right? We know those people who you say, okay, you know, someone's giving away pies, like they're going to organize to get those yeah. pies. Or if you say, uh, hey, like some, you know, somebody wants to put up a speed bump in this area, they'll co- they'll get everybody out to that meeting. So those are the people we're looking for to really host these conversations and to set the political agenda because. Unless we get involved, what's going to end up happening is the same thing that always happens. The people who are closest to the candidates define for them what should be the future of our city. Mm. And one of those candidates is going to win, right? And so we give up our power. And so we want to see people actually reclaim our power and to say, no, this is what we want for our city and our future. And um, I'm only going to vote for that person who's really going to stand up for what I want. Right. So are you all in contact or do you intend to be in contact with each of the candidates uh, as as we move forward? Yes, absolutely. Um, So we've um, some of the candidates have really made an effort to reach out and to say, you know, we are really passionate about making racial equity core to our platform. Well, how do we do that? Um, And we have just said, you know, it's not for me to tell you. It's not for me to to define for you what the thing is. Right. It's for the community to define for you. And what we can do is help you see what these outcomes are when people um, do decide and determine on the platform. These are our key issues. You might say, well, I'm wondering how we do this or that or the other thing. And you might have some technical questions. Then we'll step in. We'll we'll provide some resources. We'll plug you into people that we know who are really smart can, you know, help talk through some problems. But um, but what we aren't going to do is say, you know, yes, we're an organization known for racial equity. Let me write your platform for racial equity. Right, right, right. Um, how do people connect? How do people get involved? 
Um, they just go to our website, so chicagounitedforequity.org, um, and they can plug in right there. Uh, the page really is live right now, so they can throw in their ideas. Um, and we're really saying we want these ideas to be just everyday people can access, right? So write a tweet. Yeah. You're not, we're not asking you for a policy paper. Like, it's literally 140 characters. So don't make okay. it long. <laughs> I don't want your dissertation. Right, right. Um, I want you to just think about, you know, if you had one magic wish, one magic wand moment, how would you change our city to make it work for all of us? So the outcome or the, the goal is, is, is what we're kind of, kind of re- reverse engineering. Is, is, that, the, is yeah. that kind of the idea? Yeah. Okay, so anybody can come up and say, you know, I would like it if we had um, – if we really have more beat cops, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and if those police officers um, had to live in the neighborhood or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then it becomes a matter of involving the police department in terms of how they, you know, how they uh, assign people and all, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. So there's not really there's no constraints on what. On what you're asking for people to be able no, to do. No, the, uh, the only constraint is that it has to be a structural problem. So what you can't do is say, pave the, the sidewalk in front of my house, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it has to be structural. It has to be something. And when I say structural, this is how I think about it. It has to be citywide. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be something that lives on past any one mayor. Right. Okay? So uh, you can't just say, like, buy back, you know, our... Um, uh, all of our parking meters, right? Like that's not that's a one issue thing. I'm talking mm-hmm. about a structure. I'm talking about how government works, where power flows, where money goes. Um, so it's got to be that. Uh, and then the other thing is, it's got to be something your community agrees with. So you could have a brilliant idea, right? But if you're not getting the word out there, if you're not getting, if you're not mobilizing people, and it might be, let's be really really clear it might be that someone sits in their living room they type something up they never go out and talk to anybody about it but their idea is just such a good one that when people read it they're like wow i'm really moved by that i think that's right and so it's the idea is that um because people always they immediately go to whoa 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 does that mean anybody could come up with any idea to change the entire city (laughs) no it's not one person Right. right. It's vetted through all of us. Right. And so we take on the collective responsibility of kind of figuring out, like, does this work? Does this not? And I actually have a lot of faith in us. I have a lot of faith in the people when they sit together. We are an argumentative bunch. Yeah. I love Chicago because everyone is an armchair politician, right, or a political analyst. So we know that if we get this out to enough people, we will actually vet the ideas pretty well. Yeah. And in fact, in many times, way better than the ways I've seen ideas vetted when I was inside political administrations. Really? <laughs> yes. Mm. Well, you know, I, I think it, it comes to uh, the, the shared experience. All right? There are going to be certain things that, you, you know, you're going to hear over and over and over again. Uh, and although the parking meters might not be something that, uh, you know, that would make the cut, but there will be things, uh, the, the red light, you know, red light cameras, mm-hmm. right? I know that has been a thorn in many many sides, uh, particularly since the those cameras have been focused more in, um, you know, communities of color. Yeah. So uh, you don't see them, you know, if you're up north. Yep. You know? So that's that's definitely one of those things. Um, what is the expectation? Um, do you, do you anticipate that there's going? I know you said that uh, some candidates have been receptive. Uh, but is there an expectation of uh, of resistance um, as well? You know, I think the the thing is, I think we're in a very different political era right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everyone knows they're going to have to work for every single vote. Yeah. 
Um, and that is that's a change. That's a real change. If you can't rely on your name or um, some sort of partnership that you've worked out to get you the votes you need, you actually have to respond to people. And what we're I think what makes our our sort of voter guide a little different than a, a more typical voter guide is you can't just negotiate with me, Nikita, yeah. and get me to like switch my position and endorse you, right? You actually have to go through this. You have to get people on your side, which is actually what an election is supposed to be about. Right. So in many ways, we think of it as, look, you can resist this idea, but it's not. It's more powerful than any one person. It's more powerful than any one community. It's about all of us. So if you resist it too hard, what does that mean for you and your election outcomes. Yeah, we don't we don't even want you on the team. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's you know it's kind of like taking that um we t- tell people all the time like when you look at talking about race, trying to shift people's public opinion, we've got our people that are already on our side. That's our base, right? right. We've got people that are actively angrily fighting against uh, the changes that we'd like to see. Um, and then we've got a lot of people in the middle. And if you have limited time, limited resources, you don't focus on changing the minds of people who are actively against you. Right. You work on rallying the people in the middle. And so th- that's really what we see as the outcome of this as well, is our base goes out and gets people who maybe don't see themselves as a voter who thinks predominantly about race issues in Chicago, right? They mm-hmm. see themselves as just, I'm a voter that cares about making the city better. Okay, now let's talk to you about why it's not working for people who are black, brown, Asian. Like, it is not working. The city is predominantly not working for black folks. Yeah. Um, and it's seriously um, reiterating the power structure that we know is it's coming down. It's coming down all over the country. One thing that I appreciate uh, as I think about this uh, particular model is that it brings people into, into conversation with one another. Yeah. Uh, this idea of, of polling of having these, um, uh, what, what do you turn? We're calling call them, them vote equity parties. Vote equity parties, yeah. right? You gotta have at least at least ten people, yeah. right? So you have these ten people come together, and and it moves beyond the uh, the conversations that we have with one another. You know, you know, at the kitchen table or in the car, uh, and it really becomes more of a community conversation. So I think that's 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 really key. Yeah, I do too. And I think, you know, what we're um, doing in the training is we're actually going to model what does it look like to have one of these, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a radical, radical thing to actually just sit and listen to one another. It's Mm -hmm. a radical thing because we are in a, uh, we're in a time where we're always on the go. We've got 10 other things we're thinking about, right? We don't share our own stories. We don't actually tell you about ourselves when we sit down. Um, And those stories are actually really powerful. And when we look at, you know, whether it's research or just our own experiences, we know that what changes people's hearts and minds isn't numbers. No. It's stories. So we think that that's really key to um, key to the work of, of building more racially equitable community. Mm. So folks can go online. You can go to the website. Give them the website again. ChicagoUnitedForEquity.org. And uh, trainings are going to be coming up. Yeah, soon, they'll or? be coming up at um, the beginning of December. Uh, I think November 29th is the first one. Um, so, yeah, go sign up, get trained, get the $50, come bring your community together, get your ballots in, um, and let's get ready to vote. Okay. We thank you so much for coming in and, uh, and sharing this information with us. Thank you. All right. All right, Radio Slam family, we're going to take a break, but we will be back shortly. This is Radio Slam on WCEV 1450 AM.